For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Blood Covenant. This is part two of the series. Next is the cutting of the covenant. This required the sacrifice of at least three large animals. The carcasses were split down the spine and the halves were placed on the ground opposite each other. The result is a trail of blood between the halves. And this trail of blood is called the Way of Blood. Next is the Covenant Walk. Twice the representatives walked through the way of the blood, stopping in the center. The walk represented a death to living to your own self-interest and starting a new life with your covenant partner. There they pronounced their pledges of loyalty and making promises to each other that never could be broken. This is called the blessing of the covenant. Next, the curse was pronounced, representing the penalty for breaking the terms of the agreement. In pronouncing the curse, the representative would point to the bloody animal split in two and say, May what was done to this animal be done to me if I ever break this covenant. Next, the covenant seal is made. The flesh would be cut on the right hand or wrist. The blood of the two parties would be rubbed together. The intermingling of blood represented the intermingling of each life to each other. The scars from the wounds of their flesh would be the sign of the seal of the covenant. The two parties would be described as being covenant friends. Next is the oath of the covenant. An oath is a solid affirmation binding oneself to the agreed upon covenant. The two parties would call upon the name of a third party deity to oversee the covenant. They would ask the deity to administer either the blessings or the curses as appropriate. Once the oath was spoken, the covenant was non-negotiable and could not be altered. Next is the covenant meal. Every covenant ended in a meal declaring the covenant was now valid and the parties have now started to live in covenant partnership. To eat with another party at a table represented a covenant life together. The representative items were most often bread and wine. Bread represented the animal as well as my life. The wine represented blood and the giving of my life to another. Next would be the memorial place and a sign that a covenant was made. Both parties would decide where to make the covenant. This will make possible family members to come and have witnesses. A visible sign was made at the covenant place for themselves and future generations to remember. It could be an altar, a pile of stones, a planted tree, or some other symbol. 
An example of a memorial sign of a covenant is Genesis chapter 31 verses 44 and 45 as it is written. Now therefore come thou, let us make a covenant, I and you, and let it be for a witness between me and you. And Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. Another example of a memorial sign of a covenant being made is Genesis chapter 21 verses 27 and verses 32 and 33 as it is written. And Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them unto Abimelech, and both of them made a covenant. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. And Abraham planted a grove or a tree in Beersheba. And in the Hebrew, this is thought to be a tamarisk tree. Finally, we have the covenant test of faithfulness after the covenant agreement has been made. And the covenant itself involves and pertains to future generations. The covenant required future tests of faithfulness by each party to affirm their loyalty to the covenant. The covenant made between two parties extended into future generations. So in order to better recognize when the scripture is speaking of a covenant, we're now going to look at examples of covenant words and phrases in the Bible. And among the covenant words and phrases in the Bible is the following. Number one, love. Number two, kindness. Number three, grace. Number four, mercy. Number five, faithfulness. Number six, friend. Number seven, loyalty. Number eight, trust. Number nine, remember. Number ten, an oath or to swear. Number eleven, testament. Number twelve, the words in, joined to, or together with. Number thirteen, the words promise, blessing, and curse. Number fourteen, the words inheritance or joint heir. Number fifteen, a reference to an altar or a table. Number sixteen, the items of bread, wine, or salt. Number seventeen, the words eternal life. Number 18, the word blood. Number 19, a reference to laying down your life. And finally, number 20, the term son of God. And the term son is given and it represents faithfulness to the covenant. So now we're going to look at scripture references that contain these covenant words or phrases. And the first one we're going to look at is we're going to see that love is associated with covenant. In Ezekiel chapter 16 verse 8 it is written, now when I passed by you and looked upon you, behold, your time was the time of love. I swore unto you, and I entered into a covenant with you, says the Lord God, and you became mine. So a time of love, I entered into a covenant. Loving the God of Israel and being in covenant relationship with him is expressed by keeping his Torah. In Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 it is written, Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, which keeps covenant and mercy with those that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Yeshua taught that loving him is keeping his commandments or keeping his Torah. In John chapter 14 verse 21 it is written, He that has my commandments and keeps them is he that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved to my Father, and I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. The God of Israel shows mercy to those that keep his Torah. In Exodus chapter 20 verse 6 it is written, In showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. 
The mercy of the God of Israel is shown to those that keep his commandments. We can see this from Psalm 103, verses 17 and 18, as it is written. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The God of Israel is gracious. This is a characteristic of himself. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 6, it is written, And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth. The Torah is grace. Psalm 119, verse 29, it is written, Grant me your Torah graciously. The Torah graciously. The God of Israel shows loving kindness. And the Hebrew word for loving kindness is chesed. And loving kindness means covenant love. In Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 24 it is written, But let him that glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord which exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. So loving kindness is covenant love. We can see this from Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 3 as it is written. The Lord has appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you. The God of Israel betroths his bride in covenant love, loving kindness, chesed. In Hosea chapter 2 verse 19, it is written, And I will betroth you unto me forever. Yes, I will betroth you unto me in righteousness, in judgment, in loving kindness, and in mercies. The loving kindness or the covenant love of the God of Israel is better than life. In Psalm chapter 63 verse 2 it is written, Because your loving kindness, chesed, covenant love, is better than life, my lips shall praise you. The God of Israel is faithful to keep covenant. In Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 it is written, Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, which keeps covenant. So faithfulness is associated with keeping covenant. And all the commandments of the God of Israel are faithful. Psalm 119 verse 86 it is written, All your commandments are faithful. Psalm 119 verse 138 it is written, Your testimonies that you have commanded are righteous, and your testimonies are very faithful. The God of Israel betroths his bride in faithfulness. In Hosea chapter 2 verse 20 it is written, I will even betroth you unto me in faithfulness, and you will know the Lord. Great is the faithfulness of the God of Israel. We can see this from Lamentations chapter 3 verses 22 and 23 as it is written. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The God of Israel is full of compassion. In Psalm 86 verse 15 it is written, But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion, and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. It is with compassion that the God of Israel remembers his covenant. In Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 3 it is written, That then the Lord your God will turn your captivity and have compassion upon you. And will return and gather you from all the nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. The term friend means a close covenant relationship. In John chapter 15 verse 15 it is written, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knows not what his Lord does. But I have called you friends. 
For all things that I've heard of my father have I made known unto you. Abraham was a friend of God. In James chapter 2 verse 23 it is written, And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Moses was regarded as the friend of God. In Exodus chapter 33 verse 11 it is written, And the Lord spoke unto Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. A covenant friend will be willing to lay down his life. In John chapter 15 verses 13 and 14 it is written, Greater love has no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. You are my friends if you keep my Torah. Steadfast means to be loyal to the covenant. Psalm chapter 78 verse 37 it is written, For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. We can see how steadfast means to be loyal to the covenant in Psalm 89 verse 28 as it is written, My mercy will I keep for him forever, and my covenant shall stand fast with him. My covenant shall stand fast or be steadfast, or I will show loyalty to him. Trust means to believe in the covenant. Psalm 18 verse 2 it is written, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. Remember means to act on behalf of the covenant. In Exodus chapter 2 verse 24 it is written, And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. We can see how remember means to act on behalf of the covenant from Leviticus chapter 26 verse 42 as it is written. Then will I remember my covenant with Jacob, my covenant with Isaac, and my covenant with Abraham will I remember, and I will remember the land. Another example of remembering meaning to act on behalf of the covenant comes from Luke chapter 1 verse 68 and verse 72 as it is written. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant. An oath, or to swear, is a promise to keep the covenant. Numbers chapter 30 verse 2 it is written, If a man vow a vow unto the Lord, or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word, he shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. Another example of how an oath or swearing is a promise to keep the covenant is Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 8 as it is written. Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them and to their seed after them. Another example of how an oath or swearing is a promise to keep the covenant, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13 and verse 17 it is written. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. A testament is a binding covenant or will of a person. Matthew chapter 26 verse 28 it is written, For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. We can see how a testament is a binding covenant or will of a person from Hebrews chapter 9 verse 16 as it is written. For where a testament is, there must also be of necessity the death of the testator or the one that made the will or testament. 
Joined with means to be in covenant with another party. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 6, it is written, Wherefore they are no more two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, it is written, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Together with indicates a covenant partnership. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, it is written, For we are labors together with God. You are God's husbandry, and you are God's building. The word in indicates a covenant partnership. In Romans chapter 3, verse 24, it is written, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Messiah Yeshua. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. A promise is a vow to keep a covenant. In Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 8, it is written, And if the Lord your God enlarge your coast, as he has sworn unto your fathers, and give you all the land which he promised to give unto your fathers. In Psalm 105, verse 42, it is written, For he remembered his holy promise, and Abraham his servant. Blessings are associated with faithfulness to a covenant. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 2, it is written, And all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you, if you will listen to the voice of the Lord your God. Curses are associated with breaking a covenant. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 45, it is written, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and will pursue you and overtake you, till you be destroyed, because you listen not to the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded you. Inherit or joint heir indicates a covenant relationship. In Romans chapter 8 verse 17 it is written, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Messiah. If so be that we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together. Inherit or joint heir indicates a covenant relationship. We can see this from Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 as it is written. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. Revelation chapter 21 verse 7. He that overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God and he will be my son. The table or altar is a place of covenant fellowship. In Genesis chapter 13 verse 4 it is written, Under the place of the altar... And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. So Abram was going to have covenant relationship with the Lord. And he was going to do this through building an altar unto the God of Israel. Malachi chapter 1 verse 7 it is written. You offer polluted bread upon my altar. And that you say the table of the Lord is contemptible. So the altar is the table of the Lord. We can see how the table or altar is a place of covenant fellowship. From Exodus chapter 40 verses 22 and 23 as it is written. And he put the table in the tent of the congregation. And he set the bread in order upon it before the Lord. As the Lord had commanded Moses. So in order to show that the Lord wants to have covenant relationship with us. He puts bread on his table. Eating bread and wine together indicates covenant fellowship. Genesis chapter 14 verses 18 and 19 it is written. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, an original name for Jerusalem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. We can see how eating bread and wine together indicates covenant fellowship. 
from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 and 17, as it is written, The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Messiah? And the bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Messiah? For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. Salt was used to represent a covenant fellowship. Leviticus chapter 2 verse 13 it is written, Neither shall you suffer the salt of the covenant of your God. With all your offerings you shall offer salt. In Second Chronicles chapter 13 verse 5 it is written, Ought ye not to know that the Lord God of Israel gave the kingdom over Israel to David forever, even to him and his sons by a covenant of salt? Eternal life is God's promise of a covenant relationship. In John chapter 17 verse 3 it is written, And this is life eternal that they might know you, the only true God in Yeshua Messiah, whom you have sent. In Titus chapter 1 verse 2 it is written, In hope of eternal life which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. An agreement affirmed in blood is a covenant. In Exodus chapter 24 verse 8 it is written, And Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you. Then in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 20, Our Lord Yeshua, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Blood on the doorpost is a sign of a covenant. In Exodus chapter 12 verse 7 and verse 13 it is written, and they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And the blood shall be to you for a sign upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Blood was put on the horns of the altar. In Leviticus chapter 4 verse 30 it is written, And the priest shall take of the blood thereof with his finger and put it upon the horns of the altar of burnt offering and shall pour out all the blood thereof at the bottom of the altar. Blood makes an atonement for the soul. In Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11 it is written, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. Your life is given to another as a sign of a commitment to the relationship or to a covenant. In John chapter 15 verse 13 it is written, Greater love has no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Then in 1 John chapter 3 verse 16, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And so the brethren are a part of the body Messiah, and we are all in Messiah, and in covenant relationship, he laid down his life for us, so we ought to lay down for others in the covenant, or our brethren. A son of God is one who shows faithfulness to the covenant. In Romans chapter 8 verse 14 it is written, For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, in other words, we show obedience to Yeshua, and that we love him by keeping his commandments or following his Torah. And the only way we can be faithful in keeping his commandments is to be led by his Holy Spirit. And that is how we demonstrate our faithfulness to him, thus being called the sons of God. In Galatians chapter 4 verse 7 it is written, Wherefore you are no more a servant but a son, and if a son then an heir of God through Messiah. And so in showing our faithfulness in the covenant relationship, in being a faithful son, 
Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, The Blood Covenant. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.